Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here I am on this Taco Tuesday, already plotting uh, my Mexican fiesta I'm going to have uh, at the end of the show. Um, but glad to have you guys here with me tonight. You've got a lot to get into tonight, and particularly a story in a post 9 11 America that no one is talking about in the media at all. No one. And I think we should. And of course, you know, I'm willing to talk about the stories nobody else is. I'm willing to go there when others won't. And going there with me tonight in the story is John Guandolo from Understanding the Threat. He will be here to discuss this. We've got lots of uh, updates to give you guys from the shocking, uh, disgraceful event that happened in Houston that I think is relevant to us because of what it says about our culture and about the rule of law. Um, We have no rule of law in this country. At At least we continue to have two sets of laws in this country, one for the elites one and one for the peasants and one for liberals and lefties and Democrats and one for MAGA and conservatives. And that those are also uh, related to other stories I have to get into tonight. We'd love to hear from you guys. 888-344-1170. Follow me on the socials at Andrea K or Andrea K Show. We are streaming live right now on the Answer San Diego Facebook page. I used to have a, quote, fan page of my own, but Facebook took it down. So, uh, you know, so I don't spend as much time on the socials anymore because of big tech. Um, you know, particularly Facebook, but I am there if you would like to join me. Got a really core group of incredible patriots that are out there and they can try to silence us all they want. They can try to throw us in a gulag, which I've got an update for a story on uh, that, what's happening with our political prisoners. So you guys, though, we I know that that there are plenty of us out there that care about the rule of law and and are prepared in a variety of different ways uh, to get in the fight and to attempt to restore the rule of law in this country. Um, 888-344-1170. Got to bring in my man, the myth, the sometimes legend, DJ Potato Skins. I trust all Americans to do the right thing, but we strongly advise everyone to especially, especially focus on DJ Potato Skins. Uh, I prefer that it was never a myth at all, but that it is always a legend each and every day. But regardless, it's always an honor to be back on your show, on the air, bringing the truth and marching for freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to continue to march and they're not going to shut me down. All right. So um, it's on a day like today, I've got John Guandolo after the first break to talk about the story that nobody's talking about. But the other stories I've got to bring with you guys, you always want to go with like the hottest, most, you know, the biggest topic leading into it. But we it's such a shock and awe today, in my opinion, on uh, some of the news articles and some of the things happening. I really wasn't sure um, what story to lead in with. And then I see uh, up on the monitors this woman who should have been should not not it's. It, See, I have to I, with FCC regulations as well as my as well as my my faith in who I am. I got to try oh to my. yeah, I got to try to keep it. G. I'll talk about Liz Cheney and try to do it in a way that maintains at least my self respect and not allow her to drag me down in the mud. But she's got the gall. This woman who should be never been elected. She only got elected into Congress because of who she is. We've got to stop electing people as Republicans. We got to stop electing people because we got some ridiculous emotional attachment to somebody's last name. 
Okay. There should have been. Why did anybody get emotionally attached to anybody related to the Bush administration is beyond me. But to see this so-called Republican up there tonight on the on uh, the monitor saying, and I quote, uh, in regards to they issued more subpoenas for the January 6th uh, hearing to try to continue to paint Trump and anybody around him and MAGA as a bunch of domestic terrorists. They're widening the net on that. And and I quote from Liz Cheney tonight, leaders are silent in the face of Trump's false claims, aiding uh, um, Trump's false claims, aiding in the war on the rule of law. We need to wage a war. And that being, you know, a a metaphorical word or, you know, not literal figure, figurative lore uh, word. We need to wage a war on the GOP establishment. Because this is this statement from her and what's going on with this January 6th commission comes on the heels of extraordinary wins by Republicans in Virginia and all across this nation at all levels of our government, except the presidential level, but governorships, mayoral races, DA's offices. And what did the GOP establishment do this past week in response? Cooperate with a coup attempt post-administration of Trump and continuing to try to defame and put a target on the backs of conservatives in this country with his January 6th crap, as well as sign on to fund their, the left's socialist agenda. And where and where are the leaders in the Republican Party? Where is Liz Cheney tonight when we have another report coming out, thanks to Julie Kelly, on political prisoners being held in this country as a part of this January 6th nonsense insanity the lie the hoax that is donald trump leading some insurrection in a coup julie kelly and i encourage you i know i can't stand to be on twitter myself but julie kelly who's done the greatest reporting on the atrocities that are happening a gulag in the united states of america holding political prisoners she has done the greatest journalism in the country on this and she twitter is her favorite social media outlet she also writes for american greatness her thread in regards to a political prisoner named samsell is absolutely astonishing he has been held and he has been in jail and denied bail since january without even any charges against him how was that happening in the united states of america Oh, I think they finally maybe leveled some charges against him in August. Has anybody, has this judge, who's a Trump appointee, by the way, bothered to read the Constitution? We're supposed to have the right to, to, a, to a speedy trial and being held without charges? That's the kind of crap that went on in Gitmo that the left was hysterical about. We literally have Americans not even been charged with anything at all, let alone violence, being held without bail. And solitary confinement. And according to the court records today, that this man was attacked and beaten, suffering uh, massive injuries, I guess, uh, to his brain, medical uh, to his to his skull and was passed out, was denied any medical care and passed out. Um, I think they might have finally taken him to the hospital. He, he he woke up after being unconscious for three hours. I think they finally took him to a hospital, but now they're they're denying uh, you know him his medical records. And Julie Kelly reported once previously about somebody who, um, who I think he was the one suffering from cancer, who's medical and, and who was suffering from cancer, suffered a, a hand or an injury that needed surgery, and the jail was refusing to hand over his medical records. And what makes this story even worse is that this is a Trump appointee as judge. 
who who tried to come up with excuses today that you know that he couldn't that he couldn't let him out. Oh, I don't I don't have any say over the housing of an inmate. To hell you don't, man. You're the one denying him bail. You're the one that's got him housed when he had no charges against him. This is outrageous. This is happening in the United States of America, and they are all being held there to continue to propagate the real hoax that this was a a Trump-led insurrection, which it was not. If this was an insurrection, this man would have been charged with insurrection. Nobody has been so far. None. The lies that were pushed out was that a cop had been beaten by a Trump supporter with with a fire extinguisher, and they laid him out in the rotunda when the reality was, and and and, and uh, Christopher Ray and the FBI kept the truth from the American people, that that man, his injuries and his death had nothing at all to do with anything that happened that day. We know that the FBI was among the crowd. We know that uh, requests by the Trump administration for additional Capitol Police were turned down. This is sure looking like a false flag operation to me, and Americans are being held, suffering injuries, being denied medical care being denied release, being denied bail, so that Liz Cheney and others can try to use this to suppress not just Donald Trump from running for office again in the future, but try to destroy the MAGA movement. This is this is meant to suppress any of us that dare want to go against the GOP establishment. I was just going to say, Andrea, they want us all silenced. They want us all silenced. They want us all to be looking at this going, if we dare to rally, if we dare to go to a protest, we might end up thrown in jail in worse than a Gitmo situation, because at least at Gitmo, there wasn't nobody at Gitmo being denied food. What nobody at Gitmo being denied medical treatment? What nobody get Gitmo being denied anything but but a good, you know, including a good time down there. It's outrageous. This is happening in the United States of America. One thing that Kelly points out um, is that oh oh, and by the way, I think the inmate himself. When the judge says, well, I don't have anything, I can't do anything about where you're at and your conditions. And he said, you were appointed by the president of the United States. You have authority. Let me see if there's any other points for you to know. Um, While you're looking at that, Andrea, I, I, I've lost all hope in about 90% of our judicial, judicial system. It is completely corrupt. It's completely corrupt. It has been for a while. One of the things Kelly points out here that I've been, well, she points out that all uh, that uh, this Trump appointee here, and by the way, the way the story ends is it's good. They went in back and forth. The judge is sitting there literally talking out loud. Well, you know, uh, about what his options are. And then he asked the DOJ, hey, what do you think I should do? Uh, there was, a, I guess we'll just wait till the trial, but there wasn't a trial date set. And then the DOJ blamed the defendant for why a trial date hadn't been set. So the judge went along with the DOJ and he stays, he, re, he remains in the gulag. Julie Kelly uh, mentioned that this was a uh, reference, a recommendation by the federal Federalist Society. My understanding is it was the Federalist Society when Trump was a nominee um, that um, or might have been even before he got the nomination where he came up with a list of of names of which he would recommend as judges. I believe they were all from the Federalist Society. I'm not aware of any of them being a success at this point. And not only do we need if we ever get another Republican in there again, they need to give their finger to the Federalist Society. They're a disaster. They need to stop nominating anybody out of any of these quote ivy league schools no ivy league no ivy league we have a disaster going on in our courts and it has been clear and by the way i I, at this point 
what's going on with the January 6th commission. Um, we wouldn't be here now. If the Trump administration, I, I will have to later on in the show get into some updates on the Durham investigation. Um, but Trump needed to do better when he was in office in terms of firing people that were not that were not only not holding anybody accountable for crimes that were being committed in the DOJ and in the FBI, um, but but you know um, he needed to, to fire people. We can list several names that should have been gone. Yeah. Routing out, draining the swamp really needed to be the number one priority. I agree. And it didn't happen. And we're here as a result of it. So if Trump wants to even be considered for 2024, he needs to stop going around and touting his successes with shots that half the people don't want to take. And he needs to get real about his mistakes and say, if I have a chance to get back in office again, I'm going to finish what I started and I'm going to own my mistakes. And I, 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 he went into DC without a machine around him. He has time to put together a machine now that doesn't include the Kevin McCarthy's that doesn't include the Jeff sessions. It doesn't include any of them. Right. Or He's got time to get it together. Doesn't agree with him politically. Right. And I don't, Oh, I don't ever want to see Javanka again. Never want to see Javanka again. He's got time to amass a machine around him of MAGA people and excluding anybody else that doesn't see fit with a game plan that seeks to route out and, and, and prosecute anybody related to the deep state. I got to take a break. We come back. John Guandolo from Understanding the Threat. I want to get his perspective maybe on that and what's going on with the rule of law, as well as the story that nobody's talking about in this country. And it's a shame because people always use that hashtag on 9-11. Never forget. Stay tuned. Get more from the Andrea K Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170 if you want to chime in on the show. Uh, joining me now is John Guandolo from Understanding the Threat, which is the only organization in America providing tools to leaders, police, and citizens to not just identify, but dismantle jihadi terrorist and communist networks in their local communities. And if you don't think you've got a communist network in your community, I direct you to the Democrat Party. Uh, his newest book is Islam's Deception, The Truth About Sharia. He's also an expert on things happening with China and just all the threats that we face uh, from a national security perspective. And he joins me now. Hi, John. Welcome back. Thank you very much for having me, as always, Andrew. I appreciate it. Well, before we get into this one story about this um uh, the story nobody's talking about today in a post nine eleven America. I before the before the show at the at the open, I was talking about uh, uh, more reports coming out from Julie Ke- Julie Kelly from American Greatness about the the gulag we have in in D.C. where we've got Americans. Uh, innocent, um, some of which haven't even been charged yet. We have one person who's been held since January without charges, denied bail, suffered injuries, denied medical care, uh, can't even see his own medical reports. And it, it's it's almost hard to believe that's actually happening in the U.S., but it is. And they're not following the rule of law. Our court system are completely corrupted, yet Liz Cheney's up there tonight talking about how nobody's speaking out against Trump and how he's waging a war on the rule of law. Your thoughts? Well, um, it is a, it's a disaster. I'm really glad you kind of lead with this. Um, you know, it's interesting. I was actually, um, I, I just had to be out of town for a couple of days. 
Uh, and so I couldn't make uh, a, a program out in California, but there's actually a new documentary that's come out about January 6th produced by Chris Burgard, who also did the movie a number of years ago called The Border, which was absolutely mm. groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. And um, it's about January 6th. And he uh, I was actually interviewed for that because of my not only because of my FBI uh you know, career and, and that, but that I was there on January 6th. We reported from from uh, right from the Capitol, uh, just outside the Capitol on the Capitol grounds. And uh, it was absolutely an, an amazing time to be downtown Washington, D.C. But I would say you are watching in our history as we watch all these things unfold, the absolute totalitarian government of the United States. And I, I in my article the other day, um, a couple of days ago, when I wrote about the number of jihadis, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, Hamas, Hezbollah, jihadis inside the U.S. government that we can track since 9-11. Uh, and I put a number of them. I put a, published a picture with dozens of them, uh, literally, who have been either working with our government or inside the government. Uh, and you look at that. And then you look at a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. And then you look at the abuse of unalienable rights by this government. And you look at what this government is doing that is just putting the ball on the tee to absolutely smack individual rights out the window. And you look at these people that were arrested on January 6th. We were told they're insurrectionists. Mm-hmm. Now we know that that was not only a lie, it was an absolute blatant, intentional lie from the beginning, just like Russia collusion. So Mr. Trump wasn't the one that colluded with Russia. Mrs. Clinton was. Mm-hmm. We now have information where the investigators on January 6th had publicly come out and said, hey, there's no evidence of any kind of conspiracy to overthrow the government or insurrection. Mr. Trump wasn't involved. There's no evidence. Nobody's been charged with anything even related to that. And even, you know, the, the judges in their own comments in the court have asked the U.S. attorneys, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. And these people are still being held and they're treated like people in the gulag. And I think what's difficult, Andrea, for people to kind of grasp is that this is actually in America. These are these are Stalinist tactics being used on American citizens. And and my article the other day when I wrote about all these jihadis, my question is, I'm I'm terrified at what it's going to take for the real leaders in America, meaning the citizen leaders, to really wake up. Because I'm shocked at the things that keep getting rolled out every week. That doesn't seem to be enough to get people off their butts. Well, well, yeah. I mean, nine eleven should have been enough because nine eleven was right. was decades after we already had a lot of problems with Islamic terror. Do we need to remind everybody four hundred forty four days when Americans were held hostage? Right. I'm old enough to remember when Klinghoffer was shoved off a cruise ship. Right. The bombings right. in Beirut. Um, you know, the, it, after what happened, uh, you know, 
from Jim, I don't have time to go into Jimmy Carter and letting the Shaw fall and all of that. But, you know, that should have been the final wake up call. Right. Who didn't know who didn't know or at least think immediately when those towers came down at, at first, you think it's a plane. Then the second maybe it's a plane and it's an accident. The second we knew it was a terrorist attack. Who didn't think Osama bin Laden? We already knew who he was at that point. Right. Had long since right. known that should have been the final wake up call. But here we are all these all these later, John Guandolo, where we are now we handed we we capitulated. And surrendered to the Taliban 20 years later, almost on the anniversary, gave them $85 billion worth of equipment, and then imported the Taliban here. That tells me that the problem is not just the U.S. government, but that we've got a whole bunch of American citizens that are deaf, dumb, blind, or stupid, or whatever, because the American people are on board with this. In fact, John Guandola, the story that nobody is talking about anywhere in the media is that the U.S. has marked a milestone— This article from Western Journal that Muslim candidates take all elected positions in a Detroit metro area city. Now, I'm according to this is a town I don't know how to pronounce it. Ham Tramp or whatever, Michigan, um, the first municipality in the country where every elected governing official is of the Muslim faith. According to the D- Detroit Free Press, That's right. and I'm supposed That's to, right. and I'm supposed to be reassured that they're not going to let nothing involved with their with their Islamic faith have anything at all to do with their governance. Am I just being a bigot, John Guandolo, or, or or am I right to be concerned here? Oh no, you should be concerned, and I want to, I I, I want to say to your audience, um, and I just had a discussion with some folks. I had a phone conference this afternoon. Uh, you know, when when I was still in the FBI and working with the Department of Defense and other government agencies and teaching them about this threat. The things we said back in 2004 and five, and the things we were briefing senators uh, and congressmen about in 2007, eight, and then in the Department of Defense, when I was there at the end of 08, 9, 10, 11, 12, the things that we briefed, and we were the only ones on record briefing members of Congress about the coming Muslim Brotherhood Revolution in January 2011. And the things we said were going to happen have all come out and have happened the way we described. And I don't say that to pat myself on the back. I say that because when you understand that Allah's divine law, Sharia, is what guides them and it's a blueprint for how they operate, then you understand everything they're doing. We wrote an article. I wrote an article in 2017 when it's Hamtramck, when Hamtramck became the first municipality in America with majority Muslims in charge of city council, and they were elected to other areas in the community. And we got blasted a little bit by some, even some Republicans, who were concerned, like, hey, what's the big deal? And I said, the big deal is you understand They will impose Sharia, and they have imposed Sharia in communities where Muslims live because that's the command, and it's under penalty of death that they have to do it. Right, because people, you're right, you're right to be concerned, and it's a matter of law. It's not a matter of religion. And so it's their obligation Mm -hmm. under penalty of death for them to impose Sharia, and Sharia mandates that when it gains prominence, non-Muslims must convert to Islam, submit to Islamic law and pay a non-Muslim poll tax or be killed. Right. Islamic law allows six-year-olds to be married, six-year-old females to marry men and, you know, 60-year-old men. 
And we just imported, excuse me for interrupting, we just imported men on flights um, from uh, Kabul uh, with little girls that were clearly, you know, there's child trafficking. The United States of America is enabling child trafficking, not just at the southern border, but they are importing Sharia, importing terrorists here. Um, You know, I I have been saying for years, and you can tell me if if you think this was wrong, we needed to declare Islam a political ideology, not a religion. And they will use taqiyya. They will lie, which I believe they're doing right now. Oh, we're just, we're just, you know, we're going to keep our faith separate. There is no separation, right, between between their belief. Their belief system is a political one. And we do have Sharia taking place in this country. I've been saying this for years. Uh, I don't know if you heard this story, John Guandolo. Uh, but in Texas, a woman was denied a hearing in, in family court. The family court in, in, in Houston, one of the one of the uh, courthouses, told her that they couldn't hear her divorce claim um, because she had signed some prenup in Sharia. So now that was taking precedence over her over family court law in Texas, and she and her case now was going to be heard by a three panel Sharia court out of Saudi Arabia. That is happening in the United States of America, and nobody is talking about this ham tramic story tonight, John Guandola. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. First of all, you're you're correct that the judge in the case, we had a case similar right here in the DFW area, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, where the the, the, the judge in the family court uh, ruled, like, sent it back to the Sharia panel. And so uh, these things are not just limited to one state. This is happening mm-hmm. all over. But this, the enabled the political leaders in the United States enabling this come from both sides of the yes. political aisle. I mean, listen, we had uh, a governor in Virginia. So two comments you made that I'll kind of put into context. The new the, the governor-elect in Virginia, um, Youngkin, gets elected, but you still have, I don't know, close to 47% of the people voted for the overtly communist candidate, the guy who says we need to kill babies, we need to be allowed to kill babies after they're born, we need to do all these things, and he enumerated, he enumerated on social media the things he wanted to do that are right in line with communist doctrine. And 40, you could look at the numbers, what the final numbers were, but somewhere around 47% of voting Virginians said, yeah, that's our guy. So, that's a problem. And then within within three to four days of getting elected, Youngkin goes to the biggest, most powerful Muslim Brotherhood mosque in the Washington, D.C. area, the Adams Center. And then he puts out on social media how awesome they are. Wow. So there's one more guy down the crapper for you, right? Wow. There you have it. And well, we, well, you know, John Guandola, can I ask you a favor? Can I hold you over? Okay. The break. Sure. Can you? Do you have time to stick with us? Sure. Awesome. All right. We're going to hold John over because that's actually a shocking revelation that this Yunkin guy that we're celebrating is such is, is such a win for us is already cozying up uh, to um, to a mosque. So anyway, uh, stay tuned. Stay with us. More with John Guandolo on the other side of the break. Get more from the Andrea K Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show with special guest John Guandolo from Understanding the Thread. Yeah, I looked up this Yunkin before the break. He was telling us some 
shocking and disappointing news. Everybody's been on a high with this new Virginia governor, this win, Glenn Youngkin. All I can say is, wow, Andrea. Yeah, um, and John Guandolo was telling us that just, you know, practically ran over to a mosque and couldn't wait to cozy up to them. And yes, here's the tweet. It was wonderful to visit the Adams Center Mosque this afternoon for lunch and a roundtable. Thank you to the congregation for opening up your home of worship to me. I look forward to many more visits over the next four years, of which he received a response. Glenn, you just went to the headquarters of the Muslim Terrorist Network in America. Please get a briefing on who these people really are. We know who they are, uh, don't we, John Guandolo? And, um, not, and, and of course, we have to give the disclaimer that not every Muslim is a terrorist, right? Um, but um, the terrorists are operating out of these mosques. Well, and to be clear, specifically the Adams Center uh, was founded by the Muslim Brotherhood. I mean, one of the uh, Ahmed Tatanji, one of the original Muslim Brothers in America, the first chairman of the board there, Mohammed Majid, who the picture, one of the four pictures of Glenn Youngkin, Mohammed Majid's just right there to his left. Mohammed Majid, for a, ten years, was the vice president and the president of one of the largest Muslim Brotherhood organizations in North America. Islamic side of North America, the Adams Center tied into terrorist funding operations because money went directly to and through Adams by the SAR Foundation, which funded terrorists. And this guy's going in there and sucking up to him. And this is so disgusting it's, and yeah. how stupid these elected officials are and why the need to immediately run out and do this. This is the problem. The question is, who on Yunkin's staff is owned by the Muslim Brotherhood? Because somebody arranged that. And they said, hey, within you know 72 hours of getting elected, we'll try to get them into your place. Because we want to show you that we're awesome. Well, and yeah, I mean, it's how it works. Well, it's insane because we, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm now re- remembering this particular mosque. Um, it wasn't far from there where they found the Muslim Brotherhood manifesto stating that their goal was to replace the Constitution with the Quran, right? Isna uh, and um, it is also the foundation. I, I remember I was at um, Brigitte Gabriel's Act for America conference back in the summer of 2016, and we had this meeting with. Um, I think it was Mike Pompeo who came and spoke with us and said that John Brennan had gone to ISNA and said, I'm not here, you know, as the head of the CIA um, to investigate you. I'm here as your friend. And the Democrats have we've known for a long time that the Democrats have been partnering with the Islamists because they share, you know, same goal of a centralized system of power. But what not, not America. And that's why uh, Obama had the Muslim Brotherhood on the front row on his I'm the man of the world speech in, in Cairo. But what a lot of Americans don't understand is how the Republican Party has been equally in bed uh, when, um, w- what was her name, when Michelle Bachman tried to out that the Muslim Brotherhood had infiltrated our government, it was the Republican Party who told her to shut up, wasn't That's it? That's right. It was. It was uh, people like Marco Rubio and John Boehner and uh, Mitt Romney and folks like that who came after her. And uh, and it wasn't, you know, it was the people like Louis Gohmert and, uh, and Alan West and uh, Chip Kravak and Sue Myrick and courageous members of Congress who spoke up about this. And it was the Republicans, the Republican leadership that went after. Remember, it was uh, Suhail Khan, the son of one of the most prolific Muslim Brotherhood leaders in North America, Maboub Khan, who's his father's name, who was in the White House on 9-11. 
who's a part of, today, a part of the Federalist Society, mm-hmm. who was promoted by Grover Norquist, a supposed conservative. I mean, this is, it's, it, and the stories, you know, we could talk about that, but I encourage people to go to understandthreat.com and re- read the story I wrote um, at the uh, tail end of last week about the penetration inside the United States. And I, I left kind of the Muslim Brotherhood to the trail end. I just kept it to Al-Qaeda, ISIS, Hezbollah, and Hamas people operating inside the government with the help of Democrats and Republicans. And if we can't get that right, you know, places like Hamtramck and a governor-elect of Virginia going into a Muslim Brotherhood mosque, that stuff is, we, we're certainly not going to get that right. And only the people demanding and forcing our elected officials to obey the law. And instead of visiting them, he should have visited them and said, hey, I just want you to know one of my first order businesses is I'm going to arrest your leadership, shut this place down and seize this property for the state of Virginia because the federal government isn't doing it. No, no, there's plenty of probable cause. Yeah, no, he he reacted like they all do. And that is to be drunk with power and just high on his own, you know, arrogance and his own win. And it's like it's almost like there's some switch gets. And I could be wrong. He could have always been an idiot and just, you know, and never been really out for anything and just, uh, you know, or been some rhino or whatever. I don't don't know him. Um, But it does seem as though the second somebody gets gets uh, elected, all they're thinking about is getting reelected. And so they just sucking up for votes and sucking up for votes and for fundraising. And that's what it's about. And it's incredibly disturbing to hear this um, because here we are 20, 20 years after 9-11 and we are so far in the wrong direction. It's not even funny to where the United States, the average American doesn't even pay attention anymore and actually thinks Islamic terror is gone. And, um, and is actually, we've got a lot of Americans actually on board with the idea that it, America first are domestic terrorists and deserve to be routed out by the FBI under the guise of patriot extremism. You know, today I'm seeing all these leftists and we don't have time to get into it. I'll just throw this out there that are actually all over Twitter because of some book coming out by John Carl putting out the notion that Trump... Uh, this was a setup for Pence to be assassinated because because he had to, he, he he wasn't able to access his office or something in the middle of when people were you know going into the Capitol. I mean the insanity on the part of the Americans, John Guandolo, is as bad as our government. Those on the left that just are like rabid dogs under the under, with their anti-Trump stuff, and they're paving the way for the people that they support to hand them over to the Islamists that want to cut their head off. Final thoughts. Well, I think there are clearly a jihadi movement, an Islamic movement, and a communist movement in the United States. What we do at Understand the Threat is we show that, we teach it, we document it, and we show what you said earlier, that their leaders are saying, I mean, we've written about this, and our intelligence uh, is demonstrating, meaning our information that we're bringing in at Understand the Threat that the leaders of the Islamic movement are telling the Islamic community that they should prepare for jihad. Al-Qaeda is saying, and they've said publicly through their global media outlet, that America should prepare for something more painful than 9-11. You've got the, this administration opening the door to people we know are hostile. They're taking uh, actions to allow China and hostile nations to have their way. We're letting people out of jail. We're arresting patriots and targeting parents. Uh, The tyranny can only go so much farther. 
before there's a breaking point. And yep. uh, Americans have got to get organized. And what we offer, the, the patriots of this country, is a solution and a way to organize at the local level, identify the leaders and organizations in your neighborhood, and flush them out and reestablish a Republican form of government at the local level. That's what we do. And yeah. if you want to be a part of it, join us and understand the threat.com because we need you now. Well, and now, time and, is yeah. of the essence. Well, yeah. I mean, we've lost 20 years. We've got 20 years of we're going in the wrong direction. And, and now, now we got, we've got the enemy with $85 billion worth of, worth of our, our, our and, and we've got a military that's been neutered. When we've got final thoughts, when we've got a Navy ship being named after Harvey Milk and being christened by a transgender um, and, and our military being completely turned into some kind of woke you. It's, it's you know, we're, we're trouble. We're in trouble. And we need to take our country back, and we got to do it at the local level, and that's where John Guandolo's organization can help. John, thank you so much for being here and holding over and letting me keep you very long. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, and thanks for all you and your team are doing to speak truth, and I'm, I'm so thankful you're doing what you're doing. Well, thank you. Glad to partner with you. Have a good mm-hmm. night. All right, now y'all you stay too. tuned. We've got, we got uh, the phones have been open and we've got somebody with an idea on how we can take our country back from all of this. I look forward to getting that idea when we come back. Stay tuned. The Andrea K Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. A.K., Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Okay. Guys, having these monitors up, it's, it's like, you know, it's like I'm at a comedy club. Okay, CNN has this headline on right now. Radio legend on a hunger strike demanding action on voting rights. Well, first of all, I've never even heard of this dude. Okay, there's many people who've never heard of me, but I don't go around, nor does anybody call me a radio legend. Okay, so I don't know who Joe Madison is, but he's not a radio legend. But let me tell you something, Joe. Go ahead and eat a burger, man, or a taco. Okay, you're going to be waiting a long while. Well, the thing is, is that he needs to go ahead and eat a taco because we already have voting rights. Okay, that happened in the 60s. Okay, you're going to starve to death. There's nobody in this country... Oh, I thought he was talking about election reform. Well, he is. And that's the problem, okay, is because these these uh, Marxists and these communists are pulling crap like this. I'm going to go hungry until we get voting rights. There's nobody who does not have the right to vote in this country. We all have them. We all, everybody has the right to vote. What you don't have is the right to convenience, to be able to have it at whatever drive through hamburger shop at 2 o'clock in the morning that you want to have, okay? You have the rights already. You have the right to vote. You're not any more important than anybody else. The color of your skin does not entitle you to have greater convenience than it does to anybody else. So shut up and go eat a French fry, okay? Because I'm already sick of you, whoever you are. Now I got to get to the phones because we got somebody who's been waiting patiently because he's got an idea on how to take our country back. All right, welcome to the Andrea K. Show, caller. Yeah, hi, Andrea. Hi, hon. What's your Listen, idea? I read, I read this book, okay? It's by a Superior Court judge. An historian, a legal scholar, she knows how this country has been stolen from us, mm-hmm. and she knows how to lawfully get it back. It's supposed to be a government of, by, and for the people. Okay. You know, our government's not, you know, it's run by corporations and banks. The guys that print the money make the laws. In we part, but what's, back. okay, so what's the idea? Because we don't have a huge amount of time left. You know something is wrong when... It's an American affidavit of probable cause. 
get that book because I could spend weeks trying to explain it. But we take our independence back, the Declaration of Independence. It tells us when the government goes wrong, we have the right to throw it off. It sounds like what you're talking about and what Larry Clayman is working on is right. What Larry Clayman is is working on a movement like that to start a new government, because that's the mechanism. That's the mechanism right now is to start a new government. And uh, Larry Clayman has been working on that. The Third Continental uh, Congress. And and thank you so much for calling in. Real quick. We've got about 10 seconds. It's not starting a new government. It's taking back the one we had by given to us by our founding fathers. Well, the way to take it back is to basically take back by, by starting a new government. There's no way to, I, I don't know what you mean by taking it back. Just put it back the way it was. It was stolen from us. This is, you know, the way the founding fathers set it up to begin with. Was well, the way perfect. they set it up, it was, excuse me for interrupting. I've got like a minute left, so I don't have time to, you know, um, to, to, talk much longer but the mechanism they actually put in place and recommended was getting rid of the starting a new new system is really what they recommended uh, because you can't really there's no there's no real mechanism to take it back it sounds like semantics and i'm running out of time thank you for calling um, you know, uh, there's there's no real way to, to take it back. What does that mean? That's very vague, right? How do you take it back? You're gonna you're gonna go well, and and that's also why, Andrew. I mean, we have the three branches, but there's so much corruption. There's no avenue to keep the other ones in check, right? So, um, th- th- there's uh, how do I explain this? And you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna have I Larry... it was very clear. I mean, the, the way the mechanism is to break away and start a new government. That's really the mechanism. Because what are you gonna do? Go into the DOJ and do what? How do you take the DOJ back? What does that mean? Through a revolution? Through you know armed people? No, that's not really what our founders recommended. The real mechanism is that to and, and um, you you start it and you it, you start a new system that's based upon the principles of the founding. So you you. You take your country back. You take your municipalities back. You take your ground back. But you're starting something you're new. You're starting something new because I don't know how you would. And, and in fact, we've, haven't we been trying that with by trying to do it within the Republican Party? And How's it keeps that? slapping us in the face. And yeah, it does not work, right? We can't even we can't even take our party back, let alone our country, our, our government back. The mechanism is by withdrawing from them, not giving them money, not giving them our time, not giving them our vote, and starting something new. And our founders laid the groundwork for that. Maybe we need to have Larry on tomorrow night to explain that, right? We're going to do that. Thanks to John Guandolo. Thanks to the listeners. Love you all. Peace out. See you tomorrow.